You're listening to the Quince podcast. judgment a special ndps court denied bail to arun khan son of bollywood superstar shahrukh khan on grounds of him knowing others traveling with him were carrying drugs and that this amounted to quote unquote conscious possession the ndps court in its judgment stated that whatsapp chats indicated that khan was involved in quote unquote illicit drug activities for narcotic substances on a regular basis but it's important to point out that no drugs were found in possession of khan when he was arrested and that whatsapp chats the ncb provided as evidence are messages like quote unquote let's have a blast an outpour of support came for srk and his family ever since arun khan was arrested and especially after the recent bail denial with many on social media alleging quote unquote police harassment but why was bail denied by the special ndps court given the lack of evidence against khan provided by the ncb even after 2 weeks of custody why is it so hard to get bail under the ndps act is this really a case of police harassment or is bail being unreasonably denied to analyze the latest developments in the arun khan drug case we spoke with the quince legal editor vakasha sasdev and dr nc asthana who is the former dgp of kerala and adg bsf and crpf You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Emmat. Just to give a recap to our new listeners, Arun Khan's bail has been rejected three times since his arrest. First was right after his arrest on 2nd October. The NCB at that point stated that quote-unquote shocking and incriminating evidence was found on his phone. The second time was due to a jurisdictional issue where his case was being heard by a local court in Mumbai. The judge in the case stated that a magistrate court does not have the jurisdiction to entertain a bail plea for an offence with a punishment of more than 3 years under the NDPS Act. Thus the case was moved to the special NDPS court. And the third was of course on 20th October when the special NDPS court denied bail on grounds of evidence provided by the NCB. Now Just like the Riya Chakrabarti case of 2020, the NCB has claimed that Arun Khan is part of a quote-unquote international drug racket and that there is a larger quote-unquote Bollywood drug nexus at large. And just like the Riya case where several other celebrities were also put under the scanner of the NCB like Deepika Padukone but were all later released, the NCB also raided Bollywood actress Ananya Pandey's house in connection with Arun Khan case and called for questioning based on chats with Arun. The NCB also visited Shahrukh Khan's residence on 21st October to collect any more possible evidence. But in terms of evidence, we only know that the NCB has not recovered any drugs on Arun Khan's possession and only small quantities of drugs from Arbaz Merchant who was travelling with him. The NCB claims that it has also recovered questionable evidence found on Arun Khan's phone. And based on this evidence, the NCB has argued against Khan's bail in the special court on the following points. First, the NCB argued that based on WhatsApp chats found on Khan's phone, There is a larger conspiracy of a drug ring and even an international trafficking ring. Second, it's said that based on statements taken by Khan and Merchant, the former was aware of the drugs found in Merchant's shoes and that he was quote-unquote in conscious possession of the drugs which were allegedly meant for both of them. Now, the grant of bail under the NDPS Act is restricted under Section 37 and it is important to understand what this section exactly states and how in several NDPS cases, it is very difficult to get bail due to the wording of the section. Dr. N.C. Asthana, the former DGP of Kerala, breaks down the section, the provisions of grant of bail, and how it is very subjective. 
section 37 is very clear that bail shall not be granted unless the public prosecutor has been given an opportunity to oppose the bail application that's one and second when the public prosecutor opposes the bail the court is satisfied i mean if the court is satisfied that there are reasonable grounds uh, i must lay emphasis on reasonable grounds within inverted commas reasonable grounds for believing that he is not guilty of such offense and that he is not likely to commit any offense while on bail mm-hmm. so as you can see there is a certain degree of subjectivity here mm-hmm. a uh, similar provision has been made in the section 43 b bracket 5 of the uapa also which was introduced in 2008 following the uh, mumbai uh, 2611 attack mm-hmm. it was a major reaction similarly the ndps act also as you are aware it's one of the most draconian acts in the whole world mm-hmm. so when this act was drafted probably i mean uh, the public has a right to question the wisdom of this legislature they went overboard the act was made unduly harsh mm. so uh, when the law is like that trial courts are bound to apply the law in its letter so bail by the trial court will naturally be difficult i mean mm. uh, without any bias towards anybody that's the position the law is like that that bail would be difficult hmm. it would be rare for uh, a trial court to apply any discretion at this stage hmm. generally only the high court now that we know what this bail section exactly states does it apply to the aryan khan case the ndps court in its judgment according to a live law report stated that quote unquote on the face of it aryan khan was indulging in illicit drug activities on a regular basis and that given this evidence bail cannot be granted however vakash sasdev the queen's legal editor believes that the court accepting the ncb's arguments is strange given that section 37 has a certain level of leniency built into it especially for small quantities in the aryan khan case so what we have to look at when it comes to this bail order and what is i think the most problematic part of it is that the judge has agreed that section 37 of the ndps act applies here and that's sort of why uh, he's having to deny bail to uh, aryan khan arbaz merchant and munmun dhamecha however this is a slightly strange thing to do because section 37 of the ndps act doesn't apply to all Uh, cases under it i mean there is a great degree of misuse there is a great degree of problems with the way you know bail uh, is denied to many of the people arrested under the ndps act uh, it does have a very strict bail provision but that bail provision doesn't apply to just sort of anything so if you catch someone with a few grams of 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 weed on them that doesn't mean that you actually have to deny bail to them uh, there's actually a degree of leniency kind of built in into that because section 37 of the ndps act which does add you know these onerous bail conditions one that you know the prosecution has to be given a chance to respond and two uh, that uh, the court can't release someone if they're not guilty that doesn't apply when it comes to offenses dealing with small quantities that only applies to cases which are either uh, you know dealing with uh, licensed manufacture of uh poppy and and trade in that abroad uh it deals with section 27 capital a of the ndps act which is financing and facilitating illicit drug traffic 
and it deals with any offenses you know whether it's possession sale manufacture purchase of commercial quantities of drugs now when we look at what happened with aryan khan no drugs were recovered from him uh, arbaz merchant 6 grams of charas which is cannabis well within the threshold for a small quantity which is 100 grams and uh, when it comes to uh, munmun the mecha there were 5 grams of charas recovered from her room now if you are looking at these quantities in themselves there's no reason why the bar and you know the the sort of strict onerous conditions on bail in section 37 of the ndps act apply and that's one of the reasons why this case has drawn some amount of attention um it's understandable obviously that you know this should also be happening in other people's cases where small quantities are recovered and they're being denied bail using section 37 but you know this is a case which is before us on that grounds now the judge the ncb's argument is that look these guys are involved in a conspiracy with other accused and some of those other accused are you know sort of drug dealers and everything and we've recovered a commercial quantity of a drug called md from one of them and therefore we you know section 37 applies and the strict bail conditions apply and therefore even these guys are in khan arbaz merchant munmun the mecha they should not be given bail and the ndps court has agreed with this argument but that's not really um it's not really a well thought through argument in i mean obviously the ncb is making it but for the ndps court to accept it is really strange because there's very little evidence of any actual conspiracy uh, if you look at the paragraph where the judge is describing what is the uh, sort of evidence which links uh, conspiracy here uh, he looks at the fact that arbaz and aryan were in contact with each other which is hardly surprising they were friends uh, it then looks at the fact that aryan khan is supposed to have had conversations with unknown persons now this is important it says with unknown persons about drugs including perhaps even about bulk quantities of drugs and even about hard drugs but this is with unknown persons now it does not actually say that i any of these three were in contact with the person from whom a commercial quantity of drugs was recovered so the person from whom it was recovered is accused number 9 so that's a specific person who is there in this case yet there is no mention that any of these three were involved in communications with that accused number 9 as we've said from what they've read what the judge has himself said is there in the whatsapp chat says communications between arden khan and unknown persons now if that's the case you know uh it 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 doesn't make a lot of sense that this conspiracy can really be made out the, the ncb itself in court if you remember had said we are still trying to ascertain what the conspiracy is here uh when the court is accepting their claims they're just pointing out that you know there are these chats here some people have disclosed they bought drugs from someone and that's it you know i mean there's there's no actual basis okay these guys were in communication a was in communication with b b was in communication with c and they were all planning things there's none of that here so that's the sort of really weak link in this case and one of the reasons why it's becoming so strange that bail is continuously being denied because no real proof of conspiracy is being uh, established the ncb in court also pointed towards the riya chakrabarti case of 2020 where she and her brother shovik were charged with section 27a of the ndps act which deals with the facilitation and financing of drug trafficking In that case bail was denied to Shovik since there was an alleged evidence in the NCB's position that showed he had a connection to a drug trafficking ring but according to Vakasha even though Shovik was denied bail in October 2020 by the NDPS court it is important to note that the same court 2 months later also granted him bail due to lack of evidence of a conspiracy look at what happened in the Shovik Chakrabarti case now this is cited specifically by the NDPS court they've said that look the high court denied bail to Shovik Chakrabarti because 
uh, you know, the, there was a claim of conspiracy with drug dealers and peddlers, uh, you know, dealing in commercial quantities and uh, which possibly connected him to drug trafficking. Now, that's in it's interesting because the High Court did deny him bail at an initial stage uh, on that basis. But by December, the NDPS court, so that, that was in October 2020. In December 2020, the NDPS court itself, not even the High Court, the NDPS court, granted him bail saying that there is actually no evidence of this. There's no material to show this conspiracy. And that's, I think, you know, even at the earlier stage in October 2020 there, at least there were specific claims that, okay, he's in contact with X, Y, people. There were two people, I think it was Emma then Kezan or something like that. There were two specific people he was in contact with who were then, uh, you know, involved with drug deals and therefore the High Court rejected his bail. That doesn't really, there's none of that here actually. Like there's no specific allegations about who Arin Khan and the others were in contact with and how that connects them to the person who had commercial quantities. So that's why this whole case really, um, there, there's a lot of questions now which are going to have to be taken up by the Bombay High Court when it starts hearing the matter on October 26th. The cruise ship drug case has of course took social media by storm given its high-profile accused. In a swarm of fans, press and police, Shah Rukh Khan visited his son at the Arthur Road Jail on 21st October. Fans of the Bollywood superstar also flooded social media with signs of support and slamming the NCB for quote-unquote harassment. The hashtag IStandWithSRK even trended on Twitter on 22nd October. Even politicians have come forward and taken a dig at the NCB over the arrest of Aryan Khan. PDP chief and former JNK chief minister Mehbooba Mufti in a tweet on 11th October said that Khan's arrest was quote-unquote a travesty of justice and that quote-unquote central agencies are only after the 23-year-old simply because his surname appears to be Khan. Dr. Astana says that the presumption of police harassment exists not only because of the high-profile nature of this drug case but also because of the draconian nature of the NDPS Act and that the law is such that it lends itself to be abused. View on this is very clear. In fact, I had tweeted also on this in a series of tweets, and obviously, I can't back out from my tweets. <laughs> my position is that this tsunami of sympathy for this boy is essentially because of this culture, the subculture of Indians, in, uh, star struck Indians, mm -hmm. which are obsessed with the vicissitudes of celebrities. Vicissitude is a slightly difficult word in English. Mm -hmm. I mean, the swing of fortune of the celebrities. People are obsessed. I mean, Bollywood and cricket. Mm -hmm. People are obsessed with that. So this outpouring of sympathy is largely a result of that. And I must qualify my statement by observing that under the NDPS Act, last year, 72,000 cases were registered. Mm -hmm. And most of the cases are actually built upon such type of evidence only as you are finding in this case. Why mm -hmm. is there no corresponding sympathy for those uh, more than 72,000 accused in the remaining cases? Mm -hmm. I mean, simply because they happen to be poor or students or whatever. Because they are not celebrities, so there is no wave of sympathy for them. Mm -hmm. and, and coming to the second part, yes, the law is such that it lends itself to abuse. I wrote a full article in The Wire on this. The law is such that it lends itself to abuse. But that is a systemic problem. If people find that the law is badly drafted, they should put pressure upon the elected representatives of the people and make the legislature amend it. Hmm. I mean, if at all we have to be outraged, we must be outraged about the fundamental problem, not mm -hmm. about a selective case. 
Hmm. I mean, every case deserves sympathy in equal amount. Why hmm. only this one case? And as far as your last part is concerned, harassment by the police, once again, malicious prosecution, I mean, I'm using a technical term for harassment by the police, malicious prosecution means implicating people in false cases. This is a phenomenon which has been acknowledged by the Law Commission of India as well as the Supreme Court. It's mm-hmm. nothing new. Supreme Court does admit, the Law Commission does admit that police implicates a very large number of people in false cases, destroys their lives in the process, and it's only after years that they are able to come out. In my last book on the subject, mm-hmm called uh, State Persecution of Minorities and Underprivileged in India. I have cited as many as 385 judgments of the Supreme Court in that. Mm-hmm. Some of the judgments I would recall for you, the Akshardham case. Akshardham case, there were six accused. The main accused uh, by, by whose name the citation goes, Adam Bai is Mary Bai. Mm-hmm. These people were given punishments ranging from death penalty to three of them and similarly heavy punishment to others. Hmm. And the punishment was confirmed by the High Court. The Supreme Court accorded them a clean acquittal, not a technical acquittal. After considering all evidence, the Supreme Court accorded them a clean acquittal. But in the process, 12 years of their lives were destroyed. Hmm. Similarly, there are other cases like Hussain Ghaliyali. Hussain Ghaliyali is the Surat bomb blast case. He wasted some... uh, uh, seven years, then Muhammad Amin Khan, 19 years. Why is there not a corresponding wave of sympathy for these people? Merely mm. because they do not happen to be celebrities. Aryan Khan on 20th October moved the Bombay High Court against the rejection of his bail application. The court will be hearing the case in person on 26th October. Stay tuned to the Quint for more updates regarding this case. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.